Back in 2017, President Donald Trump, backed by other politicians and business interests, held a press conference at the White House. We're going to free up our country, and it's going to be done in a very environmental and positive environmental way, I will tell you that, but create millions of jobs. So many jobs are delayed for so many years, and it's unfair to everybody. President Trump was talking about a 2015 rule that expanded the definition of waters of the United States, also known as WOTUS. Basically, the rule added eight broad categories of waterways, like tributaries and interstate waters, under the protection of the Clean Water Act, instead of more lenient state environmental regulations. That meant businesses and other entities that dump water and pollutants into those waterways would be bound to follow stricter regulations. The president described it this way. It's a horrible, horrible rule. Has sort of a nice name, but everything else is bad. I've been hearing about it for years and years. I didn't know I'd necessarily be in this position to do something about it, but we've been hearing about it for years. With today's executive order, I'm directing the EPA to take action, paving the way for the elimination of this very destructive and horrible rule. In February 2017, Trump issued an executive order calling for a review of the rule. In September of last year, the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency and the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers repealed the rule. This is EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler announcing that decision. Today, EPA and the Army Corps are proposing a new definition of waters in the United States that puts an end to the previous administration's power grab. The three overarching principles that I wanted to ensure are in this proposal are one, that property owners should be able to stand on their property and be able to tell whether or not they have water that is a federal water without having to hire outside professionals. Number two, that we are clearly defining the difference between a federally protected waterway and state protected waterways. And three, that we are providing the certainty the American public needs and in a manner that will be upheld by the courts. That is why we are closely following the language of the Clean Water Act and the three Supreme Court decisions. When the Obama EPA put forward their 2015 definition, they claimed it was in the best interest of water quality, but it was really about power, power in the hands of the federal government over farmers, developers, and landowners. Opponents of the WOTUS rule, including many agricultural interests, argue that the definitions were ambiguous and would allow the federal government to pick and choose when it would intervene. The perceived regulatory uncertainty was used as justification for the repeal of the 2015 definitions and a return to a more streamlined interpretation of protected waters. Indiana state officials welcomed the repeal and a future role in establishing new protection definitions. The commissioner of the Indiana Department of Environmental Management, whose agency's mission statement calls for a balance between regulations that protect human health and the operations of economic activities vital to a prosperous economy, welcomed the return to the previous regulatory definition. It provides certainty. It allows people to understand the roles of the state and federal governments in ensuring our water quality is clean. Bruce Kettler, the head of the state's agricultural department, also welcomed the repeal of the rule, saying that the state trusted its landowners to keep waters clean. He said that while it's important to maintain clean water, the WOTUS rule contradicted how conservation is approached in Indiana, which is to support and encourage the voluntary efforts of landowners. Many farming organizations came out against the 2015 rule, even though they have largely been exempt from Clean Water Act regulations. 
The president of the American Farm Bureau, Zippy Duvall, said the WOTUS rule was unreasonable and unworkable and made conservation more difficult and created huge liabilities for farmers. When you take private property rights from a man that's worked all his life or, or generations in his family to work, pay for, pay the taxes on, to grow the food and fiber for all of us to sit down and enjoy three times a day, that is very intrusive to him and he can, it, it's something that he just can't stand for. The U.S. Poultry and Egg Association, National Chicken Council, National Turkey Federation, and many other agricultural organizations filed suit in several states to stop the 2015 rule from taking effect. The Trump WOTUS repeal was finalized January 23rd, but the Obama-era rule never went into effect in Indiana. The state is one of 28 states that were never bound by the 2015 definitions due to legal challenges. Public and private research on the health of Indiana's waters show the state's hands-off water quality efforts have not been effective. According to the U.S. Geological Survey, about 40% of land in the U.S. is used for agriculture of all types. One of the leading sources of water pollution in U.S. waterways is agricultural runoff. That's when things like animal waste, fertilizer, or pesticides leave farm fields because of rain or irrigation and enter the waterways. State data shows that farming has affected more of the state's waterways since 2010. Under the Clean Water Act, states are required by law to provide information on the water quality status of all waters in the state every two years. They must also submit a list of waters the state deems impaired or threatened. IDEM listed commercial fertilizer applications, confined animal feeding operations, and manure applications as major sources of groundwater contamination with the highest priority. All three could affect human health or the environment. Between 2010 and 2018, the miles of streams affected by animal and livestock feeding operations and agriculture doubled. Permitted runoff from confined animal feeding operations affected 44% more miles of streams. In early 2019, IDEM cited three hog farms in eastern Indiana for manure spills and other runoff that resulted in two fish kills in a Salamone River. They were charged a $15,000 penalty for killing more than 3,100 fish. IDEM also proposed a $16,000 civil penalty on a Union City hog farm after fluid from hog carcasses entered a creek and killed nearly 3,000 fish last September. Agriculture is not solely responsible for pollution in Indiana waterways. Many of the state's other economic drivers contribute to water pollution as well. Over the last decade, the number of Indiana waters with impairments has more than doubled. In 2010, the state reported 3,149 total water body impairments. Nearly a decade later, the number jumped to 6,738. The number of miles of streams affected by those impairments has also risen drastically. The number of stream miles impaired by E. coli contamination nearly doubled. Some strains of the bacterium produce a powerful toxin that can cause severe illness. In 2018, the state reported that more than 24,000 miles of streams were impaired by E. coli. State data also indicates a rise in stream areas where fish are contaminated with PCB, a group of persistent man-made chemicals that can cause cancer and have other toxic effects. The number jumped from 3,473 miles in 2010 to 5,284 miles in 2018. Numbers for other impairments like ammonia, oxygen depletion, unknown source and non-point source contamination have all greatly increased since 2010. The repeal has been finalized, but environmental advocacy groups say they will challenge the repeal in court.